All right. Everybody, hope you're doing well. This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain, and we are going to have a little run through something that's not wildly shocking, but something that really does need to be uh, sorted out. Now, this is, you can see here on the left, uh, I'll just get started a little bit slowly, and we will see how uh, this uh, goes. Uh, make sure it's not as stuttery as it was last night. Hello, hello, and welcome, my friends. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Let me just uh, get the chat window set up over here so I can see what is, uh, uh, what is going on. Don't forget to like and subscribe. All of this. But as I talked about yesterday, in fact, downright wobbled about yesterday, Trump is going to be stopping immigration for 60 days. And uh, let's get into a little bit more detail about what this means. Have I decided to convert to Catholicism? Um, not exactly. I sound fine. Good. Good evening to everyone. Good evening, Nathan. Uh, let's, uh, let's join in. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, it's not a total ban. It's not a total ban. And the reasons for it are actually quite fascinating, which I wanted to sort of delve into here. And uh, I was also going to talk about the shooting in uh, Nova Scotia. But I'm not going to do that just now because there's still so much that is going on that needs to be uh, figured out with regards to that shooting. So I'm going to wait. Was he licensed? Uh, uh, was he um, uh, in... in um, did he skip the requirement to have a legal gun in order to do the shooting? We'll figure that out. And hi, uh, everyone. Hope you're doing well. So let's, uh, let's just get started uh, about it. And let's have a look. So... So 21st April, that's today, President Donald Trump said on Tuesday his new immigration ban would last for 60 days and apply to those seeking green cards for permanent residency in an effort to protect Americans seeking to regain jobs lost because of the coronavirus. Well, isn't that interesting? So when there is an economic problem, a significant economic problem, then... Funny story, it turns out that immigration is kind of like a bad thing. It is in these kinds of extremities that we are going to see the rubber meet the road. We are going to see what actually happens in this, uh, in this world. It is in these extremities. Uh, all right, uh, I guess I'll answer. So somebody's saying, can my wife get in? The mother of our two children, a stay-at-home mom. No, she's also going to steal your McDonald's job. I'm not sure how I'm going to answer that. I'm pretty sure you know what the law is at the moment, so I don't know. If you're asking me a more fundamental question, which is, you want your wife to come in, you're upset that she's out, but there's a pandemic, and should we make an exception for the fact that you want to see your wife? Well, the answer to that is no. The answer to that is no. If you have a general rule that is being put in 
to help people survive a particularly dangerous situation. What you don't do, what you don't do, is to everybody who has legitimately tear-stained faces asking for an exception, you don't have that exception. Because, look, everybody has a reason why they don't want the rules to apply to them. Of course. I mean, that's inevitable. We, we have a kind of thirst or desire to create rules for ourselves and then drop those rules well, create rules for others and then drop those rules for ourselves. That's a natural human. It's one of the most profitable things that you can do in the world. So, uh, yeah, that is uh, a reality. How is the stream doing today? Uh, let me just check here. Yeah, it seems to be flowing all right. We're dropping a few frames, but uh, we'll survive. I'll uh, you know, just check under the couch for those frames. I'm sure they'll be, they'll be around. All right, so let's get straight in and talk about what is going on with this. So... Trump plans to institute the ban through an executive order, which he said was, he was likely to sign on Wednesday. He said it would not apply to individuals entering the United States on a temporary basis and would be reevaluated once a 60-day period had passed. So originally I was going to do a rant about this um, ban excluding people who are just coming in temporarily, who are coming in as refugees, who are coming in... Uh, on temporary work visas and so on. And there was a woman whining on the news about how terrible it was that she might not be able to get her nanny or her au pair because she said, I go to work at three o'clock in the morning and somebody needs to be there to help me with my daughter. Well, first, of course, your daughter is not getting up at that hour in the morning without a doubt. And uh, secondly, um, you really should stay home with your kids. <laughs> You know, when they're young in particular, I don't know how old this woman's daughter is. She doesn't look that old. But she's going to work at 3 o'clock in the morning. It means she's getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning to get ready to go to work at 3 o'clock in the morning. That also means that she has to go to bed at 6 or 7 o'clock at night. That's not a whole lot of quality time with your kid there, lady. And so she says, well, look, I have, uh, you know, I've got this, I'm really good looking. I've got a career in the, I got to go and deliver the news. And it's like, come on, it'd be ridiculous. It'd be ridiculous. I mean, if you want to have that kind of career, don't have kids. Your kids need you. The audience that you're so addicted to isn't going to give a rat's behind about your life when you get old. They're going to be moving on to some other Barbie doll, head on a popsicle, pretty stick. And you will be forgotten like last week's flyers. So you've got to kind of build your life to the point where people are going to care for you for the long haul, right? All the way down through to the end. So yes, emergencies may be the case that, shockingly, heaven forbid, mothers might actually have to spend time with their children outside of work might not be able to get some low-rent nanny from the Philippines to raise your child. Probably not speaking native English. Certainly not having all of the historical and cultural references and values that have come out of the West. So the transmission of these values to the next generation gets halted and crippled. But it's okay, because you get to get, get to put on makeup and sit in front of a camera. So I guess it all evens out now, doesn't it? God, so selfish. Astonishing. Well, not astonishing. That's a sad thing. All right. So the president won the White House in 2016 in part on a promise to crack down on immigration. That's not really true. 
What is true is that Trump won the White House in 2016 almost entirely on a promise to crack down on immigration. Nobody really cared. I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to go get Hillary. It would have been nice to do all this, that, and the other. But Trump got in because people were desperate. The vast majority of Americans want a complete halt to immigration. They are desperate for immigration to come to a halt. That's really tragic, right? It's three and a half years and all that, but uh, I guess it takes a deadly virus to help enact the will of the people because that's democracy, man. That's just democracy. Critics saw his announcement as a move to take advantage of a crisis to implement a long-sought policy goal. (laughs) MSN. Oh, such garbage. Such petty, raging, manipulative, venomous little syllables dripping from the useless, droopy-dicked pen of a low-testosterone cuck. It's really, really sad. Because here's the funny thing, right? This is, this is the objectivity of the media, right? So Trump is doing this thing. Critics say, so what about the people who praise him? <laughs> what about those? Critics say. Like the fact, so you put down what he's going to do, and then you say, crack down on immigration. Now, you've got to understand how they use their language here, right? How do they use their language? Well, what they say, of course, is, you know, crack down on immigration. Trump won the White House in 2016 because people wanted to stop mass immigration. And they voted him in to do just that. In other words, democracy was functioning in the way that most people kind of wanted to function. You know how democracy uh, in uh, England was supposed to give them all of this wonderful stuff to do with Brexit, controlling of immigration, control of immigration and all of that? Uh, Nope. No, it doesn't really really happen. Doesn't really, yeah, don't we have any... uh, don't we have any American sitters? Well, of course, right? So critics, you've got to quote the critics. You can't ever quote the people who support him. You can't ever quote the people who are happy with what he's doing. You've got to quote the critics, right? That's kind of sad and natural and inevitable. The order could spark legal action. Yeah, because the left can't convince people of what it is they want to do. So what are they doing? Well, they're just legislating from the bench. They can't get Congress to pass the laws they want, so they just have the laws implemented by loopy judges out in Hawaii and uh, the Ninth Circuit and other places, which is why they're kind of going nuts with this hidden thing that Trump is doing, which is trying to get as many conservative judges uh, put in as, as possible, right? A senior administration official said the administration was looking at a separate action to cover others affected by U.S. immigration policy, including those on so-called H-1B visas. So so-called, it's sort of like grifter and uh, other words that are used that are just kind of lame and embarrassing, like debunked. Like the moment you see something is debunked, you almost for certain know uh, it's completely and totally true. But um, they say debunked, right? They just say debunked. So-called H-1B visas. <laughs> what does that mean, so-called? I mean, it's like quote, America. It's like the so-called America, so-called, the the erroneously named Donald Trump. Why are they called so-called H-1B visas? Are they H-1B visas or not? The order would include exemptions for people involved in responding to the coronavirus outbreak, including farm workers and those helping to secure U.S. food supplies, he said. Right. So they're trying to get you to approve of these exemptions, right? Because they don't want a blanket ban. MSN, a bunch of lefties, right? 
responding in farm workers and those helping secure U.S. food supply. So if you want to know what cripples an economy, what cripples an economy is relying on cheap-ass manual labor. That cripples an economy. For most of human history, cheap-ass manual labor, <laughs> C-A-M-L, cheap-ass manual labor was how people pretended to get things done. Right? It's how the land was farmed. It's how crops were picked. It's how sheep were shorn. Uh, it's how pigs were slaughtered. It's how, I mean, just labor, labor, labor. Because if you've got a continual supply of cheap labor, all it does is reduce or eliminate your desire to automate. So there's no need to have manual labor involved in farming to a large degree. I mean, there are robots that can pick grapes without breaking them, can pick strawberries, can pick apples, can pick oranges. Automation. It's funny because MSN loves being able to automate and put their work online, right? They don't have newspaper boys on, on street corners. They're like, man, we got to automate to get the new news. It's essential. We got to automate to get news out. But food, well, that's all got to be done by hand. That's all got to be done manually or manually, I suppose you could say, right? So this is always the thing you want to do. When you see people who are advocating for cheap-ass manual labor to be used, ask yourself, are these people using aforementioned cheap-ass manual labor? And you'll find almost inevitably that the answer is no. They love the automation that makes them more efficient, but they despise the automation that could be interfering with others. So you'll get a much better U.S. food supply if you automate. I mean, that's why the South was not automating and the North was in the 19th century before the Civil War. That's why for almost all of human history, economic productivity was virtually nil. It was bare subsistence farming for most of human history. And then when cheap-ass manual labor absconded to the city because of agricultural improvements, the enclosure movement, you name it, look at that. Suddenly it makes sense to automate because when labor is really cheap, then automation is a bad investment. Right? I mean, if, if, if workers are only making five bucks an hour, it doesn't really make much sense to automate. If workers are making 15 bucks an hour, why, looky there, now you have a business case for automation. Isn't that nice? Yeah, robots is point too, right? Robots are a whole lot cleaner than, <laughs> than human beings, right? That seems like a very real thing. So the uh, official said, as the country begins to open up its economy, immigration flows were expected to increase, and the administration wanted to ensure that employers hire back fired workers rather than giving jobs to immigrants at lower wages. See, that is interesting, right? See, now that there's a crisis, the truth, the reality, the facts are coming out. So, if you can give a job to an immigrant at a lower wage, you will do that. So, you, you put the welfare state, you can't deal with immigration without dealing with the welfare state, right? Because if you have the welfare state, a lot of immigrants come to get free stuff from the welfare state. And if you have the welfare state, there's a floor under which Americans who have already easy access to the welfare state will not work. They won't work if it is that. Uh, if you can get more money off welfare than working, because, you know, low-rent jobs are pretty bad. I've worked a whole bunch of them in my life. I'm sure you guys have as well. They really suck, right? The U.S. Department of State issued roughly 462,000 immigrant visas in fiscal year 2019. 
Do you know these numbers? It's really, really wild, right? The visas allow an immigrant to obtain lawful permanent resident status, informally known as a green card. The status allows a person to live and work in the United States and apply for citizenship after a five-year period. Critics, right, see, I don't quote anyone supporting the idea. Critics viewed Trump's new policy as an effort to distract from his response to the pandemic. Right, so rather than saying, this reporter, rather than saying, I hate what Trump is doing, what's this reporter saying? This reporter is saying, hey, man, I'm just objectively reporting all the people who disagree with Trump. Don't blame me. I'm just, you know, shoot the messenger, man. Well, do you ever feel like reporting all the people who are, well, positive towards what Trump is doing? No, can't have any of that, right? Giovanni Berti, an economics professor at the University of California, Davis, said researchers generally agree that immigration into the United States has stimulated economic growth, increased the size of the economy, and created jobs. The idea that immigration threatens American jobs is just not there in any data, he said. Now, I don't know this Giovanni guy, but I'm going to give him our Soul of the Month award straight up. Start of the forehead, you, sir, are a colossal jerkwad and an unbelievably cavernous Mariana Trench depth style freaking hypocrite. Do you know why? First clue. See, he says, well, people should be coming, should be able to come in. It's really good for the economy. There should be lots of competition. Open up the gates, open up the borders, have lots of people flow in. They don't take away any jobs. No data for that. Look in the mirror. You scum. You manipulative, hypocritical scum. I'll tell you why. I tell you what. Go to the University of California. And uh, say, you know what? I've been reading a whole bunch about of economics. I, I've got this great economics podcast, and I want to come and teach. Uh, I want to come and teach economics. Maybe I can uh, sub in for Giovanni Perry because, I mean, that guy probably gets paid like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year U.S. for working like ten hours a week. Hey, man, I'll do twenty hours a week for just one hundred and twenty-five thousand U.S. So, you know, bring me in, man. I'm uh, suit me up. I'm ready to play. I'm ready to outcompete Giovanni Perry. <laughs> do you know what's uh, do you know what's going to happen, my friends? Do you know what's going to happen? What's going to happen is, well, you will find that there are massive amounts of legal barriers for you to be able to do that. In other words, Giovanni Perry has surrounded himself with fiery, alligator-filled, spiky-haired. SJW patrol poison cloud moats of interference for anyone who comes to try and interfere with him and compete with him. Because you can't just stroll up to his university and go and compete with him to be a teacher. Now, can you? Because you've got to have yourself a PhD. You've got to have yourself some references. You've got to have a probationary period. You've got to have approval from everyone whether you're going to work there. You've got to go through a whole vetting process. The amount of legal political and economic barriers to anyone who wants to come and commit, compete with our good friend Dr. Giovanni Perry are so insurmountable that he, enjoying an absolute monopoly on his particular job, especially if he's got tenure, he can't even be fired. It's not even a market situation anymore, right? It's just astonishing. This guy loves and licks the state toadies of power that make sure that not one single human being can compete with him. 
He loves that position of privilege. He's got a union. He's got the requirement for licensing. He's got government electric fences around his job from here to eternity. But he's like, hey, man, you know, like other people, it's really, really important that there's competition. It's really, really important that other people subject themselves to market (laughs) market forces. The idea that immigration threatens American jobs is just not there in my data. You know where it is? It, it is there in my degree, which means that other people can't compete with me. Uh, it's there in the licensing requirements that the government has in order for you to be able to teach at a university. Eh, you know, this is what I mean. This is like absolutely repulsive and appalling. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. I'm getting some skips here too. Um, so I'm not really sure what to do about it. Um, my bitrate is uh, 16,000 kbps, so it definitely should be uh, handling. My uh, Ryzen Threadripper is only at 7%. My GPU is, GPU is only at 26%, so I don't know. I'll have to upload it again afterwards. I'm recording locally, so. So it says here, under the separate immigration action, technology industry workers with H-1B visas may need to provide updated certifications to the government that they are not displacing American workers. That was one of a handful of proposals being looked at. But we know, we know that American workers are being displaced. As long as there's unemployment, there are people looking for work. And if you have people coming in from overseas to take those jobs, they are displacing those workers. Another thing, of course, is that because of the takeover of education, in America by the left, higher education has become absolutely wretched. I mean, it's pretty bad all the way through primary school and junior high and high school. It's really, really bad. But once you start getting to university, especially in the arts, it's unbelievably wretched out there. Like it is brain, it's a brain virus that uh, turns you into an NPC. You don't, you're not taught how to think. You're only taught how to emotionally react to Wikipedia, right? So, It's absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, sorry about this. Uh, You know, if YouTube is um, messing with the feed, there's not much I can do. I guess I can start streaming to uh, other platforms as well, and we can can check that out. But, uh, yeah, I am getting some dropped frames, but I have no idea why. Uh, It must be uh, I'm pushing a lot of data, and uh, I have uh, no CPU usage. Uh, let me just uh, let me just let me just check here before uh, I go and, and look at that. Let me see what the stream health looks like. Let me see what the stream health looks like. Shall we? Yes, we shall. Uh, just in case YouTube is saying, "Hey, man, we're not getting what you need to get. You're not feeding me. You're not feeding me the beast." Manage. I will manage. No upcoming streams. Thank you. I appreciate that. Their mishmash between the new and the old one is, uh, is pretty bad. All right, so what does it say here? Stream health. Yeah. Stream health is green. Says it's good. So not much I can do about it, my friends. I'm sorry about this, but uh, I guess I'll have to start uh, maybe doing what YouTube wants me to do and uh, go, go stream somewhere else. Stream health is good. Yeah. Stream health is good. Oh, well, we'll just have to, uh, we'll just have to keep plugging away, right? Uh, Because at least they get to interrupt my thoughts with all this garbage, right? 
Yeah, you're in Toronto. It's choppy. Feed is fine in Montreal. Move to DLive? Yeah, maybe. All right. Okay, so let's... Um, and also, I've got it on normal latency, too, so it should be buffering like crazy. So what's going on with that? Yeah, almost 20,000 drop frames, but uh, don't know why. Got to be something on YouTube's end. Well, of course, a lot of people are streaming to YouTube at the moment, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stream to multiple platforms next time, and you can go, go, go and, and watch me somewhere else where there's less throughput. So, yeah, so uh, immigration is also a way of covering up how terrible the education system is throughout the West, right? It's just wretched. So here it says, under the separate immigration action, technology industry workers with H-1B visas may need to provide updated certifications. They're not displacing American workers. Well, of course they are. We know this for sure. I mean, look at Disney, right? Disney had the dig your own grave situation, right? Where workers were kind of half forced to train their replacements. Otherwise, they weren't going to get any severance packages. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's bad, right? Service industry stuff also taken over. And the other thing, too, like a lot of the teenagers are willing to work for pretty cheap, right? And I know I was when I was a teenager. But, of course, because there are all these immigrants coming in, these immigrants take the jobs that the teenagers would have taken otherwise. And then what? What happens then? Well, the teenagers don't get that first step into work. You know, I've bored everyone with this before, so... What's one more time? I got my first job when I was 10, uh, painting plaques for the Silver Jubilee for the Queen, and I've uh, been working pretty much ever since. I had three jobs in high school and uh, worked through university and all of that, uh, and um, it's just important to get that work skill under your belt. There's really no substitute for it at all, so yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. So... Critics of the visas say they have been monopolized by staffing firms that bring over workers that displace Americans, often in back office technical jobs. But the visas are also used by the healthcare and education sectors and other businesses recruiting workers who generally have bachelor's or higher degrees. Right. So MSN clearly has no idea how the market works. And you guys know. I'm sure everybody understands, right? So if there's a demand for healthcare and education workers the wages will go up for those people, which will draw more people into the field. Also, you want to reduce the barriers to entry to get into that field to compete with people. The lower the barrier to entry, the more quickly the market can respond to the signals of higher wages by providing more workers. So it just, none of it makes any sense. It's just that people don't want to deal with, they don't want to deal with the adjustment period. But here's the funny thing, right? So the adjustment period, look at how society is functioning when kids have been out of school for like over a month, right? School's been closed over a month. Society's, I mean, obviously adapting, people are figuring it out, they're fine. I mean, we're a very adaptive and resilient species. We, we human beings, I've had a friend of mine who, um, <laughs> had a friend of mine who, just couldn't say the letter H. And uh, it was quite exciting. It was like a who's on first thing when he was trying to organize events with a guy named Hugh. So you and me, uh, wait, who? Anyway, so yeah, you'll have to catch it on the replay if there are audio issues. Uh, it says my stream health is, uh, is very good. So I can't really do about it. I guess YouTube is, is busy tonight. So... Yeah, they just, they don't want to go through the adapt. Like I said, no exceptions for this immigration moratorium. If parents are expected to 
adapt to their children being out of school for well over a month now, then surely businesses can adapt to not having cheap-ass labor doing all their stuff, right? The United States has more coronavirus cases than any other country by far. Immigration advocates scoffed at the contention that cutting off immigration was being done to protect Americans' health. Immigration is effectively cut off anyway at the moment through border restrictions and flight bans put in place to stop the virus's spread. Andrea Flores, a deputy police director with the American Civil Liberties, sorry, a deputy policy director with the American Civil Liberties Union, which is sued over a number of Trump immigration policies, said Trump appeared, quote, more interested in fanning anti-immigrant flames than in saving lives, end quote, with his latest proposal. Oh, Andrea is a man. (laughs) I guess technically that would be the case. So look at this. Somebody out there, Andrea, out there race baiting and then complaining that Trump is fanning division among people. Dear, oh dear. A little projection there, my friend. The Trump campaign plans to highlight immigration again in the 2020 election battle. The coronavirus outbreak has dramatically altered priorities among many Americans over the past few months, especially within President Trump's Republican Party. According to the blah, 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 economy has replaced immigration as the most cited concern for Republicans. Right. So here, they say, they admit, immigration was the most cited concern for Republicans. But up here, they say, um, well, you know, it was just in part. Uh, He was just uh, hired in part, or Trump was voted in just in part for immigration. Now, immigration is a thing, man. Immigration is all that matters with regards to American voters. So, yeah, I just, um, this is kowtowing to a wide variety of of factors. Uh, Kushner, of course, and the, the big business lobby that wants to keep uh they just don't they don't want to adapt they don't want to modernize they just rather have the cheap labor coming in that's what their management style is used to that's what their business model is used to that's what their financial projections are there for but you see what you want to do is you want to bring manufacturing home and the way you bring manufacturing home see manufacturing for the business to business sector is far larger than manufacturing for the business to consumer sector so to bring manufacturing home of course what you want to do is you want to automate farming you want to automate farming. You know, at the turn of the last century, like 1900, over 90% of Americans were involved in farming. Now it's down to 3%. So it goes down to 2 or 1%. What happens is you get more efficiency, you get um, less, uh, fewer issues with immigration, uh, you get um, a stimulus for manufacturing domestically, you get lots of wonderful things. But of course, the whole problem, and I'll leave it here, I'll figure out the stream issues and Get back to you tomorrow, but what you don't get and why this is not going to come uh, or why the the left is going to uh, fight this tooth and nail, what you don't get is, uh, well, robots don't vote for Biden. Robots don't vote at all. And uh, that's why they're going to push back as hard as they can against the basic automation that is necessary for society to advance and progress. It gives you a much stronger control over your own food supply if you're not dependent upon foreigners coming in to do the work temporarily speaking right because viruses are always going to happen so i guess if these guys think that manual labor is the way to go msn i guess they'll shut down their website and get back to delivering the mail by pony express and carrier pigeons but until they do they can shut the hell up about oh there's no need to automate farms all right this is Stephen molyneux for free domain thank you so much for checking out tonight i will uh See you tomorrow. We're going to do a great show with uh, Dave Smith tomorrow. Hope you'll drop by. And uh, we're going to live stream that. 
because I just love the technological excitement. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful evening. Freedomain.com. Don't forget to check out the podcast and subscribe. Like and share the video. I'll talk to you soon.